You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. I am one half of your host and crew, Jim Coppinger, and with me, as always, is my gregarious partner. Hello, people. It's Rocco Parisi. Wow, you're losing it on a gregarious. Apparently, I'm going to have to send you the definition of the word gregarious, Rocco. All right, no worries. So that's okay, because I got somebody else to talk to today besides Rocco. Today, we have a special guest with us, uh, Julie Caveri. Am I, am I pronouncing your last name right, Julie? That is absolutely correct. Excellent. I did something right today. We'll take that as a win. It means I can go home now. <laughs> Uh, and today we're talking with uh, with with Julie uh, about uh, AI, artificial intelligence in the CAD world, and what it really is. Um, so Julie is from uh, Brixis, right? And she is a uh, what is your title? You're a customer success specialist, um, and she's agreed to join us for today's conver- conversation. So Julie, thank you for being here. Thank you. My pleasure. Hey, listen, you know, Julie, Julie talks with Rocco and deals with Rocco on a daily basis. So, you know, I give her a lot of credit for being being willing to come on here and talk to him for the entire <laughs> length of this podcast. So, you know, this podcast is being recorded. So be nice. I don't have to be nice. Everybody knows I mean to you. It's what I do. So, so Julie, why don't you tell our listeners um, what you do? I mean, what, what is a customer success specialist over at Brixis? And what's your background in, in the design world? All right. I'll start with that. Uh, Many, many years ago, I went to college and studied architecture. So my degree is in architecture, although I did not get licensed. But over the years, I've worked for various large and small engineering and architecture firms, construction firms, uh, production home builders, few startups on the way in technology. I was pretty fortunate that I started using CAD, and this is going to date me, uh, in the mid 1980s. <laughs> so <laughs> before that makes two of us. <laughs> big was even uh, out there yet. Um, and I've always kind of stuck into technology, networking, CAD, um, uh, information management, that type of thing. So always in construction or architecture or things like that. So I've kind of done real estate, I've done home building, I've done CAD, a lot of different things. Nice. And now you're a customer success specialist, which basically means that you're there to make sure that uh, new purchases and upgrades and all that good stuff go well. Is that that what I'm thinking? That's part of it, as well as people that are just looking at Brixis and haven't made a decision yet. I get involved with technical presentations, whether it's to potential customers, uh, helping existing customers, as you said, helping partners like you and Rocco. Um, You know, back before COVID, we did starting to do some trade shows, do those types of things. So a little bit of everything, training, troubleshooting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good, good. All right. So, and that, that's kind of why I want to talk to you a little bit, right? Because when, you know, uh, Brixis is really heavy into the, into the artificial intelligence side of things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, so I wanted to get into the concept of, of AI, right? Artificial intelligent, intelligence, um, and, and talk about how that really plays into the CAD world. 
you know, I want to get into what AI is and and what it is not. Mm-hmm. All right, and then talk about you know what the listeners can really expect from AI over the next few years. All right, so you know, let let let's start by saying that for you know uh, old guys like me, right? We hear artificial intelligence, and I'm immediately thinking Skynet's taking over, and and the <laughs> governor is going to be asking for Sarakana. Where's Sarakana? <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, you know, get the big music comes out. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, have a great time. We're gonna do Terminator all day today. I get do. What do you think? Should I do the rest of the entire podcast with the Arnold voice? No, that's very annoying. I won't do that to anybody. So. <laughs> all right. So, so Julie, I'm gonna. That's on the next episode. Yeah, that's for the next ne- next next time on the Cattle Call podcast. We'll have Arnold in. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to assume, Julie, that my, my old man assumption there is wrong. And please, if, if I'm not wrong, don't tell me. I'd, I'd rather be ignorant <laughs> about that. Um, so, you know, what, what do you think is the biggest misunderstanding that people have when it comes to AI, right? What, what do they think it's going to do that it, it just really can't? Well, I've been thinking about this the last couple of days. And at first, I was going to say that the biggest miscon- misconception of AI is that it's the magic button and it will fix everything and it requires no human intervention. You just click the button and it does it. It's, um, a, it's a big red staples button, right? The easy, just hit it and done. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but actually, when I started thinking about that, we actually have a few tools that kind of work that way. So um, I think the biggest misconception is just that we don't know exactly where it's going to go. We've made so many, uh, so much progress in the last couple of years with AI that I, I don't really think there's a misconception. I think there's going to be the ability to do a lot of things that we never dreamed of. And the majority of that is that it's just another tool in the toolbox that hopefully makes us much more efficient, productive, helps with streamlining our business so we can do more in less time or spend more time on things that are more quote fun or more core to our craft take the drudgery out that's kind of our philosophy is to take out the repetitive drudgery and that tedious aspects of working with cat okay that's not a bad approach to have all right i like that it's a good answer so all right so you know in, in my limited understanding granted um, yeah, as I see it, right? AI isn't, isn't, uh, it's not computers that can think like people. Um, it's really about software that can mm-hmm. automate a lot of the, the analytics of a design, mm-hmm. right? It, 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 it helps us look at, you know, thousands of possible design alternatives and identify the best ones in a few seconds, right? In, instead of the weeks that it would take a person to review all those different iterations and, and come to a decision. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I also think it, it helps focus, um, you know, design options based on user input and controls, right? And, mm-hmm. and those have to right. be input by people still. Um, you know, and, and yes. in that sense, I tend to think, uh, you know, artificial intelligence maybe isn't the best name for what we're talking about here. And maybe it's a little nitpicky, but I, I, it seems to me more like adaptive learning. Like I said, to me, artificial intelligence is a whole other thing. Uh, but adaptive mm-hmm. learning, right, which is where the software is running iterations, recording your choices and options. Uh, and then the next time it runs a similar process, it, it's it's even faster, right, because it's using mm-hmm. your previous decisions as a start or a refining point. Um, so, Julie, what do you think? Is, it, is that a, a fair assessment of AI in the design world? And, you know, do you think that the naming really matters, right? I mean, in, in, is, is it just that I'm an old and grumpy guy <laughs> and nobody else worries about the AI term? 
Yes. That could be yeah. it, yes. Rocco always agrees when I go with old and grumpy. <laughs> well, I agree that, yes, it is a fair assessment. And I do think that the name kind of matters. Uh, AI is a very broad term. I think a better name for what you've just been describing is machine learning. That's where the machine is learning through a, a list of protocols or rules and, and actually as you said, as it does that over time and it learns, it does it better and faster. And that's a lot of the AI tools at Brixis are based on machine learning. So some of them, we, we train them um, with Bimify and the classifier. We, we train the computers and the algorithms to go through and look at models of architectural models, structural models, mechanical models. And over time, that's how it learns how to classify building elements when it first sees them. So I, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm right. Again, this is being recorded, so I have it on record. I was right once. So, Rocco, let, let's bring you into this then. Um, so, yeah, you know, like I said, you know, AI is the big buzzword, right, in the design world right now. Every every CAD system out there is like, oh, we're doing AI this and AI that. Um, but, you know, is it something that you talk with clients uh, about a lot? Or, you know, is it something that you bring up and then kind of have to struggle to explain to them what it really is? Yeah, it doesn't. It does honestly doesn't come up that that often. Um, it, it comes up more in my conversations with folks who are considering BricsCAD. But you know, if if you kind of step back into the Autodesk world, it, it's not something that comes up very often. And I, I think that a lot of the the folks who are using Autodesk products have been using it for for many many years, and they don't see a lot of improvements in the product. Uh, the products themselves, and and so they're not, they don't really pay attention to that. But it, it definitely comes up uh, more in conversations with with folks that are looking at BricsCAD or or with BricsCAD users. Okay, all right. So I mean, I, I agree with what you just said, right? One of one of the things that I really like about working with BricsCAD and and all of its verticals is you know they do have a a good bit of AI built into their systems that can be a massive time saver, right? And it, and it is. It's one of those key selling points. It's bringing a lot of people to that, uh, to the table to discuss BricsCAD, right? And unlike their, uh, you know, evil corporate overlord monopolistic competitor who <clears throat> I won't state, though, though Rocco did. Um, so I'm blaming Rocco if we get a lawsuit. Um, you know, <laughs> Brixis has put a lot of effort into developing some really amazing AI tools that, that can take, you know, like Julie was saying earlier, a huge amount of workload off of the CAD designer. Um, you know, they've been really outstanding, I think, in, in adding, you know, bigger, better, faster, smarter tools than just about any other CAD system out there. And it's, it's really showing in the way that they are really starting to make big headway into what has been a single software developer market for decades now. Um, mm -hmm. so, so, Julie, let, let's kick it back to you. What, what do you think personally are the best AI features that, that are basic Bricks CAD, right? We'll stay there to begin with, mm -hmm. um, you know. What, what are their best AI features and how do they directly make the end user's life easier? And how difficult are they to, to pick up and learn to work with on a daily basis? Three of my favorites are Blockify, Copy Guided, and Auto Parameterize. So Blockify, one benefit is it can reduce your drawing size because it kind of automatically replaces repeated geometry with either existing block definitions that are already in the drawing or 
you know, so if a bunch of blocks were exploded, you can run Blockify and it'll find all those block definitions and clean them up. If there aren't any block definitions, but there's repeated geometry, it'll create a new block for you. And that is really helpful in, in reducing your file size. Um, and it really doesn't take much of a learning curve at all. I mean, you just kind of, you just define with your selection set what that block should be and let it run. Copy guided lets you copy geometry, but in a smarter way. Again, it works on your selection set of what you want to copy and where you want it copied to, and it kind of does the copy, paste, and trim all at once. Again, a very small learning curve. It's just choosing what you want to copy, where you want to put it. Uh, it snaps to the appropriate geometry. It trims up those lines. So again, makes it really helpful for, um, like if you have a, just we're drawing a door, you don't have a, a door in your block library. Well, you could A, make Blockify do it, or use use copy guided and it'll create that door and, and, and trim out the 2D lines where that door opening is. So they're both with efficiency, uh, doing things faster in less time, and in a way simplifying things because it's a, just one or two clicks instead of multiple clicks to take care of those things. Auto parameterize is, is amazing. It will take 2D part, a 3D part, and automatically parameterize it by adding constraints and parameters in seconds. We do an example of a simple gear. And in a matter of seconds, I don't know how many parameters and constraints it creates. To do that manually would take hours. It is. And I've seen that one, and it's, it's pretty amazing. How fast is, you can right? you can lock them in, and then you can you know, once the parameters are there, you can go in yeah. and adjust them and put in whatever rules and controls you want. Exactly, you can change you can change what Bricks Bricks CAD started. So if you don't like the way that it did it, you can change it. You can delete it. You can change the the um, the calculation. You can rename it. You can add your own. So and for me, because I came from more of the architectural side. It really helped me to learn about parameters and constraints about in a more, more efficient way because I can see, okay, well, here's what it did. It put this constraint and this parameter. So for me, it actually helped me learn about it too. Autoparameterize takes a little bit more of a learning curve than Blockify and Copy Guided, but not much. Yeah, it's their great tools. I, I've used the, the, the Blockify I did for, for a client on a, uh, I was doing a furniture plan helping him work mm. through it. And just the simple fact that he had like, you know, four basic repeating offices across a multi-story mm -hmm. building. I was able to just select all the furniture in one room, say, you know, run the Blockify and every room turned into blocks. And I was then able to just move, mm -hmm. rotate, copy, flip. It was, it, it, it was a huge yeah. time saver. And then you can make a raise out of those blocks too, if you want. It's amazing. And I, 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 I tell you, so, um, so putting aside the fact, right, that I hate the term AI and, and I discounted his mm -hmm. marketing speak, um, I will say there has really been a big change uh, in the capability of CAD tools over the last few years, right? We've gone from, you know, manually creating line work uh, to manually creating our 3D BIMs and now to, you know, semi-automated generation of multiple design options in both 2D and 3D, right, with some really mm -hmm. solid back-end intelligence from this AI you know, structure as well. Um, and, and that's a big shift, right? And, and that can be scary to people. Uh, you know, not so much mm -hmm. in the Terminator way that, you know, a nerd like me enjoys, 
But, you know, the, the concept of losing control of the design, right, and the, and the potential of the software replacing the engineers and designers and architects, um, you know, I, I think at the very least a lot of people see that as, as you know, uh, a potential opening for the, the McDonaldization, right, of the design world. <laughs> Um, I, I, I know poor Rocco's heard the story before. I used to work for a PE whose dream was a, a drive-through design firm, right? The client would pull up in front and say, you know, I want a 300-bed hospital with an attached data center, please. And then, you know, the receptionist would say, come to second window, and he'd pick up his plans, right? And we, we all thought that was a great joke. But, you know, this new tech is, is making folks wonder if that could become the reality, right? So how do you see that going, Julie? I mean, do, do, do you think that AI in design is a potential job breaker or do you see no. it as just a, a better set of tools? Definitely, it's it's a better set of tools. I, I compare this to, again, years ago with the transition from manual drafting to CAD. There was a lot of fear back then that, oh, we're not going to need people to draw because the computer's going to do it. But what what moving from manual drafting to CAD has really done is look at the complexity of buildings and parts that we can now create in the shapes that we there was no way we could draw manually. So um, you know, look at um, how we can reuse data in a CAD environment from one project to another project. Cop just copy paste, mirror, rotate, right? Detail libraries, block libraries. So I think AI takes this to that next level. As I've said, our philosophy of Brixis is to eliminate the drudgery and the tediousness of repetitive tasks. Let the computer do that, things that are just do the same thing over and over and over again. And then that frees up us humans to be able to spend more time on design and technical aspects of a project. That's always going to require human in input. So I think it's just it's just another tool in the toolbox. Yeah, and I think you make a really good point because let's face it, folks, we all know our bosses. You know, when it, <laughs> when it, when it comes time to to doing things, if you get the AI to take a load off of you, they will find other work for you to do. Believe me, you're exactly. never going to get away from from you know the full work week. Dude. And that's what happened with CAD. It was oh, it takes mm -hmm. so much time away from drafting. Sure. But then they just found more things for the drafters and designers to do. More work, more detail, more advanced. Yes. That's the way it goes. Yes. Yeah. I, I remember years ago when, when I was working in CAD and we were still in the design phase. Because we could very quickly manipulate the data, okay, can we see it if you rotate it this way? Or what if you flip it this way? Or what if you do this? So that what ifs was we were able to do more design studies. And I think with AI, as you mentioned, that's some of what might be coming as well with, with different AI tools is that reiteration or multiple iterations of something. Yeah. It, it frees up a lot of the overhead cost so that you can spend more time focusing on alternatives and better solutions. So that, that, that I would agree with. I think it's, that's where we're going. So cool. Good answer. All right. So at this point, let's take a quick break so we can listen from today's sponsor, and when we come back, we're going to get into the uh, future of AI and CAD and where Julie sees that going over the next decade. So we will be back in just a minute with more of the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody. Today's podcast is being brought to you by BricsCAD. BricsCAD, the AutoCAD alternative that will give you all of the tools that you need in the AutoCAD design world 
but in a simpler, more affordable package. In particular, today's session is being brought to you by BricsCAD BIM, the 3D modeling system that is the uh, BricsCAD version of Revit. It actually allows you to go in and do all of your 3D modeling, all of your BIM intelligence in your standard DWG file. So you can do your 2D layout and drafting using all the same tools that you have and easily convert those over to full 3D models and then add in and, and automatically using artificial intelligence convert all of that data into fully developed BIM models to the level of development that you need. BricsCAD BIM, probably the greatest advent into the BIM world in the last decade. So Rocco, tell the kind folks how they can reach out to us and how they can get more information about BricsCAD BIM. Sure, you can reach out to us at zentechconsultants.net. That's Z-E-N-T-E-K consultants.net. Uh, or you can give us a ring, 866-824-4459. And how about I'll give you an email address too. It's sales at zentechconsultants.net. All right, lots of ways to reach out to us about BricsCAD BIM. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cattle Call Podcast. And today we're talking all about AI in the CAD world with Julie Kavarian from Brixis, uh, one of the leading software developers in this field. Um, so in the first segment, we talked about the potential negatives, right? The fears and the concerns that folks might have over the coming AI revolution. Uh, and, and in this half, I really want to focus on the positive. I really want to talk about uh, how AI tools benefit designers today and, and how much more they can expect to help the CAD world in a few more years. Uh, so, so, Julie, let's talk about Bricks CAD BIM. Um, it has a lot of AI built in to really help optimize 3D design work, right? Particularly in the architectural and structural environments. Uh, you know, what do you think are its key benefits and, and how much time on average does it take for, for folks to be com comfortable using those tools? Okay, my favorite BricsCAD BIM AI tools are BIMify, AutoMatch, and Propagate. And these are huge, huge time savers for people, but also they're not, there's not a big learning curve. And part of that is because BricsCAD BIM and all the BricsCAD editions are built on the same core platform. So to go from 2D, 3D, BIM, mechanical, it's all the same platform. So that's a huge time saver in learning because you're, you're not learning two or three different softwares. You're just learning more tools within one platform. So with BIMify, that will automatically classify 3D solids into building elements. And this is one of those trained machine learning tools. So first we built the classifier and then we trained the classifier on how to look at architectural models, structural models, MEP models. And after going through all these different models, that's how it now recognizes different parts and pieces. So it's something that will continue to improve as it's used. Um, and literally in seconds and minutes, it can classify all of those floors and walls and rooms and slabs and, and and beams and columns, again, saving time to have to do that manually. It's easy to do manually. You just select a solid, choose a classification, and it's done. But again, let the computer do that automatically. And then as humans, we go back and review that. It's easy to change it, but it's a huge time saver. And there's really, 
there's no learning curve to that. It, it's it's the magic click of a button. Yeah, it really is. I've used that one a number of times, and it's great. Other the fact that it also throws in, you know, elevation and section cuts and floor plan cuts. Right. It's really a great tool. Yeah. Brilliant little tool. It's amazing. Amazing. AutoMatch is also amazing. It will replicate patterns of compositions that you've already placed in the model. So once you've you've classified it, now you say, what kind of wall is it? What kind of slab is it? What kind of roof is it? And again, you just have to do, say, one floor of a five-story building, and then you run AutoMatch, and it will replicate those compositions based on what you started. And again, it takes seconds and minutes to do. So really quick way for all of those compositions to be applied. And again, there's really no learning curve. And again, it's kind of the magic button. Yeah, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah. As I said, it, it saves an immense amount of time and it reduces a lot of the potential for operator error. You know, you know exactly. when, when you're like I said, when you're doing a five-story building and you got three or 400 items you've got to change values on, that's boring, mm -hmm. repetitive work. It takes hours right. and you're going to make mistakes. You know, right, and, and, because we all get interrupted. The phone rings, the email, Slack, everybody's coming over. I've got a question. And it also, uh, with AutoMatch, there's an option that you can use another model as a template. So you have, you can use that for your uh, project standards or your office standards that you always do these types of walls or these types of slabs. So again, that helps with consistency. Nice. See, I learned a thing. I didn't know you could do that. That's really, really cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. Nice. I didn't know cool. you could do it in like a template structure. Excellent. All right. Um, all right. So, you know, from, from my standpoint, right, I, you know, I, I think that AI uh, may really be the key to moving the design world towards full BIM adoption for all design projects. Um, you know, even though it's, it's, it's a lot more common today to use BIM, right? You know, Rocco and I have done a, a bunch of podcasts on uh, the slowing adoption rate for 3D design um, and, and the resistance of smaller firms to make that move to BIM um, for, for all their jobs, right? And, and the reason there is that, you know, all smaller pro projects, it's not always cost effective to model when you can, sure. you know, draft 2D lines in a lot less time and, and just get to building. Um, you know, and I think that AI tools can bridge that gap. I think, you know, by the stuff, you know, that, that you're doing here at Brixis, uh, by having tools, you know, that, that automate a lot of the process, they handle the designs based on standard design criteria. I, I think that does put BIM into the reach of a lot more firms. Um, and, and, you know, to my mind, you know, I, I, I think that a, an important aspect here is that, you know, AI can automate or, or hopefully will be able to automate construction document creation. Like I said, kind of tying it into what you're saying with the BIMify. I think that when mm -hmm. designers can quickly model using AI assistance, all right, and then have the AI develop the output, right, that final printed construction document without people having to select views and manually add sections and details and elevations. I think that's a huge game changer. Um, yes. So, you know, Julie, what do you think is the biggest potential shift in the AI CAD world that's, that's just over the horizon, right? What, what big paradigm do you think is going to drive this to, towards popular adoption? Well, I think again, I'm going to agree with you. I think um, it's twice in one in one thing. Two twice, people, right? See? Um, get, <laughs> getting that 2D documentation generated is is going to be huge. And BricsCAD BIM already does some of that, um, even without putting a BIM project together. Just with those BIM section cuts, um, 
once you've bimified it, you can just click on that and generate that section. If it's a plan, it creates a new plan sheet and it pops that section on that view in that sheet. It does that automatically. If you take it one step further and create the BricsCAD BIM project, you can go in and, and decide of all your section cuts, what do you want to include in the output sheets and set up your sheets and your scale, and it will automatically place those sections, plans, elevations, even details, if you've done the details, on those sheets for you automatically. And now you just need to go in and finish that up. But one thing I think to your point of what's over the horizon, I think a big area that is yet to be developed, just is being started, is design and manufacturing of building elements or building materials and then using that in, in 3D printers. You know, we're starting to see small buildings constructed in this manner with the concrete, I, I want to say robot, but machine. So I think that's going to be a big changer, big game changer. And the question is going to be, what kind of documentation is going to be needed when you're designing and manufacturing building elements and then printing them 3D? Are we still going to need 2D documentation? Yeah, that's a good point because it becomes kind of a blend between design and CNC milling. Yeah, you know, it's, exactly. it's 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 really interesting stuff. And 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 I've seen those you know the videos on how those work and it's really cool stuff. It's amazing. So Rocco, let's bring you back in here. Um, so what what concepts or issues? Um, have you picked up from clients that that you know keep coming up that you think could potentially be solved by AI, AI solutions, right? Things that could have a, a big impact on the AEC world. Well, I, I think a lot of folks are a lot of folks are struggling to um, to migrate. A lot of AutoCAD users are struggling to migrate to to product like like Revit, for example. And, and I think being able to take the, the experience and knowledge that they already have with AutoCAD and, and, and adapt it in a product like, um, like Brixis is, is huge because they're able to take their skills, dump it right into, into BricsCAD, and then take advantage of, of those AI tools. So I think that's, that's a huge um, uh, key, key point to, to helping with productivity and with future growth. Uh, for for those who are struggling in that arena, I mean, there are plenty of people that are doing quite well uh, with Revit, but um, it's it, I, I think it's a it's almost a fifty fifty split as to those who are struggling to to get Revit into use. Yeah, it's like I said, it's an extremely difficult tool to learn. And if I can pop in there, I think that's where we see a good fit is for the people out there that have not yet gotten into a BIM program and want to, that Brixis and BricsCAD BIM offers kind of a least path of resistance, if you will, because they already know a lot of the AutoCAD commands that they can reuse in Brixis and BricsCAD. And as you said, it's now picking up some of those BIM commands, AI tools, and the learning curve just is not as steep. Right. And it's all DWG. How nice is that, right? You don't lose anything. You don't lose that corporate learning. You've, you've put decades into developing. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a huge, huge benefit. Um, all right. So, so then I guess, you know, the next question then has to be long-term benefits, right? Uh, you know, what are the long-term benefits of AI in the design world, right? So I, if, if we stop and, and look ahead, you know, 20 years, 
right? Where are we going to be? You know, is, is, is there a future ahead of us where a single architect or engineer can spend a week filling out a, you know, a design criteria questionnaire and, and have like the, the, the Philly model building, right? Spit out by the CAD AI or even 3D printed by the CAD AI. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, right? I think there's always going to be a need for people who are going to need to review and approve and, and, and make the decisions for final output prior to construction, right? And we're going to need people to answer RFIs and address concerns mm-hmm. that arise from human error and weather concerns. Um, you know, but I think, though, that you know, as we move forward and, and the software learns from each design it runs, the, the fewer errors there will be and, and you know, the less need we're going to have for human oversight. Uh, so what do you think, Julie? Is that, is that a reasonable expectation or, or am I dreaming here, right? Is, is there a, a point where CAD folks and designers are less necessary in the process than they are today? No, I don't think so. I think just like we've seen a shift in how we used to draw and design 20, 30, 40 years ago, we're going to see another shift. Humans are not going to be less necessary, but what they do is going to change. You're right again, AI is going to help and machine learning is going to help in, let's say, in one scenario, your conceptual design, getting different iterations of design, what's the best way to fit it on the lot. But it's also then going to allow us to present more options in less time, maybe do something more complex. Um, And it's just going to be a different, we're going to be doing different tasks, but we're still going to be very involved in in what that design is. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think too. I think you know we we haven't even touched on AR, right? You know, and visualization, and so I think how we design is going to be different. It may not be on a computer screen. It might be with a helmet, and you're using your hands because you're in that three D model. And that's see, we'll do that as our, our, our next time you come back to talk. We'll, we'll get into <laughs> AR. Um, listen, augmented reality to me is just the coolest thing ever. I love that stuff. So I definitely want to talk to you about that. Um, so, okay. So yeah, obviously, right? I, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll take your word on it because you are much more involved in the AI side of things mm-hmm. than Rock or I. That's, that's why we asked you to be here today. Um, you know, you get to see the previews and the in-house projections and the wish lists for all of the stuff, <laughs> you know, over at Brixis, right? So, you know, without divulging any corporate secrets, um, what, what's coming for us in the AI CAD world that, that maybe we're just not expecting yet? Unfortunately, I can't even hint on anything that on that. But um, I just want to make sure that you and Rocco, as well as, as your uh, listeners, that if you haven't done so already, to register and attend the Brixis uh, digital summit that's going to be October 27th and that's where you'll find out a lot about what you're just asking. Uh-huh. See so there's uh-huh. a teaser so there's there's <laughs> stuff to learn folks so get out there and, and res- I'm already registered I will be there so well online but you know I, Rocco and I are both uh, attending so no doubt we'll, we'll, we'll be figuring out what's going on in, in the cool new stuff out there so nice. Mm. All right so all right, so I, I really think that kind of wraps it up for today's discussion. And, and I really want to thank Julie for being with us today. Thank you for having me on. Now, hey, look, you, 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 you've, you've relaxed some of my fears over the rise of the machines here. So um, 
And I really hope that you'll agree to come back and talk again. I'd love to get into an, that, that AR conversation with you. I think that, that, that'd be awesome. Sure. Yeah, we really appreciate your being here, Julie, and, and dealing with two, you know, grumpy old guys. <laughs> Don't call yourselves old because I'm right there with you. <laughs> Oh, he's old. I'm old. Dirt laughs at me. I'm so old. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks again, Julie. All right, everybody. Appreciate you you guys listening in. And we will catch you next time on the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody. Today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms. Help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net, or you can even call us, 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all.